following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. Without further delay, this is Talking Cowboys for a Tuesday, November 13th, 2018. After a win over the Eagles on Sunday night, we start looking ahead to the birds of a different feather, the Falcons oh, on like Sunday. Bill like Jones, Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, Brian Broaddus, Ken Garrison doing yeoman duty as we had a little bit of a power outage to get things going here. And uh, we're still fighting through uh, some of it, as you could hear there. But uh, we are on the air with Talking Cowboys. And you've missed the first half hour of the show where we were talking everything but, <laughs> but Cowboys every, the last 40 minutes. Every sport in North America. That's right. Yeah. yeah we, you could have started the show off, and we'll be joining Mickey, Rob, and Brian in, in a moment. Yeah. It's the second, it's okay. second week in a row you've used that. That's right. Uh, yeah. It worked last week. So, Mickey, I, I tried it again. I appreciate you using it again this week. Brian right. is a superstitious man. I am. Very. Yes. Very. Yes. All right. So, here we are. And Jerry Jones was on the radio uh, this morning. And uh, we'll get into some of the things that he talked about this morning. Um, but the uh, Cowboys, will the players... I didn't even hear. Are they back at it today, or they they've given same, an extra day off? Same. Normal schedule. Normal Tuesday. Normal schedule. Yeah, Come in late. Practice Come in late. Outside tomorrow. We got an availability in the locker room this afternoon. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So it's a normal. Nothing schedule normal this for week. them yesterday, though. That's right. I mean, they they land. What you landed at what time? Four thirty in the morning. It was about four fifteen, four thirty. And then they were at the Salvation Army Social Service Centers in Dallas and Fort Worth by eleven a.m. probably uh, to do to serve Thanksgiving dinner. So they might have just pulled all nighters. That's right. They're young enough to do that. Yep, that's yeah. right. Yep. Plus, they sleep on the plane. Do they? Yeah. There was a lot of. It sleeping. was pretty quiet going home. There was a yeah, lot was, of sleeping we? going on behind. It was, <laughs> it was quiet. Okay, this All one right. was quiet. Ships have changed since I've been on them. There was only about four people working, and two of them are in here. Yeah, <sighs> means Bill and I weren't working. That's right, we weren't working. Yeah, William yeah. and Nick. Yeah, Hellman. Hellman. Sorry, he was next to me. Although yeah. he he did fall asleep finally. Yeah. yeah. All right, we are wide awake and getting at it uh, right yes. now. And uh, y'all, did you all hear Jerry Jones on the radio this morning? Any of you hear Jerry Jones I hold, on the radio I heard this the morning? most. I think well, I missed the first five minutes. Yeah, all right, what too. was your big takeaway from that? He didn't read comic books. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. Hmm. Asked him about the passing of Stan Lee. And it's Stan Lee, right? Yes, that's right. And uh, so, yep, that was the last question. Anything else? I think the thing that the, the report about over the weekend with the uh, the changing of the offensive coordinator. That's where I thought we should go. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> to disappoint he was, you. He was waiting on you, Bill. He was, Nick, <laughs> yeah. he was waiting on you. I was going to see if Mil Mickey was going to answer the question. But, uh, yeah, he did. Uh, the, the, the thing I think that that to me, uh, Jason Garrett was on earlier in the morning with the same guys, and he, they asked him, and he said, absolutely, none, no truth, and then left it at that, and then, I think the owner, general manager, came back and 
made it gave it a little bit more depth to it and also you know i think that's uh yeah, I, I think that we've all been pretty clear on this show that we don't see a coaching change. You know, you're going to ride this thing out and see what you get. And you know, I had a nice win the other day, and you know, at the end of the uh, end of the year, you add them up and you see if you were good enough. I, I think there's no, no there's no reason to make any type. I mean, now they changed the offensive line coaches, and I, I do want to ask you guys a question about that uh, coming up. But yeah, I, I think that you have to, uh, you know, you just stay the course with what you got and, and see where it takes you, and then make the decision from there. I thought Steven was even more emphatic about it yesterday yeah. when he was on uh, in the the after, well, I guess late morning, early right. afternoon show. He said if the only people who would know about something like that would be in the room discussing those kind of things, and we had no discussion about it. So nobody else outside our room would know. So it is what it is. And, yeah, Jerry has said it recently. That there will be no in-season coaching moves. Like Brian said, they're going to – They've made some bi-week changes in personnel and with a position coach up front, offensive line, and what they did the other day is what they're hoping they can do the rest of the season to try to make a run here, and they're going to have to. Here was his exact quote. I don't know where that came from. We didn't consider that at all. Yeah. I will say this. I've said it before, and I know Mickey will echo it. Be weary of the Sunday morning reports on things going on on NFL campuses because these reporters, they ha- they are under pressure to have something fresh on Sunday mornings for their NFL pregame shows, and so they've got to come up with something. And so that you would agree with that, Mickey, right? Especially Mr. Well, 50-50. Well, everybody's got a job to do, you know. Right. Sometimes, you know, it's not fresh, though. Because they're not day to day into it, you know. I think there was a report. well, they have to save it for Sunday morning. Yeah, I mean, there was a one that you know, the Cowboys Garrett had had discussed with Nick Saban about Amari Cooper. Well, you know, we we kind of talked about that during the week. Uh, but you're right because it's a seven day cycle before they and they got to. You're right, they got to deliver something big on Sunday. And if it truly was news, if they re- truly did have a story there, they wouldn't wait till Sunday morning to report it. They report it whenever they had the news, which on Thursday or whatever day of the week it was. Yeah. And so, it's it's all speculation, is all it is. Yeah, I I, I could say I you know I. You know, you knew that they were going to stay the course as far as the head coach and the coordinator. Now, the head coach did leave open the opportunity of him potentially calling plays. Last Tuesday. He did leave that open, the way his right. comments. That's something that wasn't made up. So right. if you want to go off that, right, exactly. that that's and actually that's, that's fair. And that's what led us to talk about it on Friday, right. the right. possibility, because yeah. Jason Garrett was asked about it last Tuesday at his press conference. And what? how did he phrase it for now? Right He's, now. No, right now. Said, right not, now. He, he said, uh, yeah, right now. Right now. Right now. Like, yeah. 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 That's so, not going to happen right now. You could, so, yeah, right. you could take that as a qualifier. But right. you know what? I'll guarantee you we, on the headset, he's changing things. He's making suggestions. That's what I should have asked him in the walk-off yesterday, and I, and I was kicking myself leaving. Of, you know, Was there more conversation between you and Scott other than get a play ready for fourth down? Mm-hmm. You know, coaches will click over and say, hey, I'm thinking about this right now on fourth down. Have something ready. You know, just to kind of give the play caller an idea of what he's thinking. So, you know, you don't get caught. We have to burn a timeout or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if there was a little bit more discussion than normal, than the normal, hey, Scott, what do you got? And you know, he can hear the plays. And, you know, you would think that, you know, maybe he says, hey, go back to your run here. Go mm-hmm. back to your – go, back, you know, try and get Coop involved here a little bit more. You know, maybe, yeah. was, there, was there more – and I'm, I'm kind of 
kicking myself for not asking that question. But don't and you don't. think that's kind of standard procedure when you get in those situations? I, I think there's a lot of times where we see Jason Garrett on the sidelines, and he's very intent on listening to what's going on. And he seemed to – he appeared – and, again, I, 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 my advantage is getting to sit there and watch the game in a studio. And it appeared he was a little bit more animated – and I don't mean animated waving his hands – but a little bit more conversational in this game than he normally was. But I don't mean that just for him. I mean for regular head coaches that tell your offensive coordinator, okay, you've got two plays to pick this up. Yeah, no, that's that's what I'm saying. I wanted to ask the question, was there more discussion about play calling as opposed to generally what you're saying about, hey, I'm thinking about going on fourth down here. Are you a little bit more involved? Are you a little bit more involved? Not that, that you got I, the I, sheet in your hand. Yeah, but, I missed yeah. an opportunity right there. I to think ask that for the question. last three or four games, he's been more involved. Yeah, and I don't know that. Uh, and, excuse me, can I follow up, Mickey? Yeah. In what way? In, in what way? In, in either making suggestions or saying, <laughs> "Hey, let's go with this." Yeah, I, I, I just think. I mean, he's the head coach. Why not? That guy's got your job in his hands. And, yeah. and, and, and I think you got to have some sort of communication, especially sometimes when you're up there and I'm down here. Right. I got a better feel maybe of what's going exactly. on. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you see better up there, but sometimes yeah. you don't get the feel of what's going on the, on the, players, the field. You can look yeah. in the players' and eyes. The players, you look yeah. in the players' eyes and see if they got it or not. You know, that's I mean, a, I know Jimmy used to do that routinely with North Turner. He would tell North, you got two plays to pick this up. Yeah. F- pick it up. Figure it out. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, if you're in, uh, and that would be a great question, Brian, but if you're in Jason Garrett's position, knowing there's speculation out there about it, you're coming off a good game. If you answer that question, yeah, I was more involved, then it makes it look like that you were the reason that, that there was even more if, positive, you know, I, and so. I, I guess. It, even if it is off the record. Right. If right. I was a fan, if I was a fan, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, we cover this team, but. If I was a fan, I, 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 after what I've seen, and I, and I, trust me, I respect Scott Linehan, but I, I, I would have wanted Jason after what I saw in Tennessee, I would have wanted Jason Garrett to start calling plays. I, I, I would. I think Jason, I, I think Jason Garrett is a, a very capable play caller. I really, really do, and I think that he, I think he could get. I thought, well. I think he could get more guys involved, but you know Scott did a nice job in the game. Now whether Jason was directing him a little bit more or kind of talking to him a little bit more, I, I don't know. But I, I do know that the offense, the way that it, it it ran the other night, and I don't think it was just as simple as take you know put Suafilo in there at, at left guard. I think the fact the addition the front office made with uh, with Amari Cooper uh-huh. has played huge dividends here. You know the offense appears to have that. We had a caller yesterday talk about a little bit more juice, you know, a right. little bit more juice with the with the offense. So, but you know, if if they had had a bad game in Philadelphia on Sunday night, I I would have been one of the first ones coming in here Monday morning saying Jason Garrett needs to call the plays. That would have been me. You know, looking at that Cooper trade now, and and when you look at what's going on around the league with the points being scored yeah. in this league, you look back at that 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 was a move that had to be made, and, and it's not just. And I'm not talking about just for this year, but going forward. I think yeah. we're looking at this year what the NFL is going to be like, not only this year, but next year and on down the road, where the emphasis on scoring points in this league. And it's always kind of been like that, but it's gone. It's almost like it's on steroids now, well, where won't. you're getting teams scoring over 50 points in games and stuff, Yeah, where you had to improve that aspect of this Well, they're team. not letting you smash receivers over the middle. 
and they're right. not letting you hit the quarterback. Yeah. So they're encouraging you to score points and find ways to score points. They're making it very difficult for defenses, as we all know. But the the, the violence, the violent aspect of playing defense now is no longer uh, prevalent in the way these games are being played. The rules are, yes, designed more now to help the passing game and let that be your first priority as an offense. Uh, the Cowboys have done it a little differently. And again, it, it did bear itself out to some degree in this last game. When they run the ball with Zeke and run it effectively, they usually win the football game. I think they're 13-3 and three when he gets 100 yards plus, but they also got some chunk plays in the passing game the other night. And that was... Something that's been missing, and you mentioned Amari Cooper, and that's been a big factor there. The other thing it's done with his presence is they've they finally pared down this rotation at receiver mm -hmm. a little bit. They've got their guys. You know, Hearns is being effective, uh, but in fewer snaps. It's largely been Cooper, Gallup, and and Beasley. Well, and, it should and, be instead of five six guys early in the season when they were trying to figure it out. So well, and, and Gallup was trying to figure it out, too. Uh, and so you would have expected at the beginning of the season that Gallup is going to be better the second half of the year just because him simply being a rookie. Yes, Mickey? I was going to say before I thought of this, that can we bury this notion that defense wins championships? <laughs> You've been saying that for how long? 15 years. <laughs> uh, Gallup, 57 of 69 snaps in the game. He had the most – of uh, any of the wide receivers. I think he's had the most cumulatively for three weeks now or so, three or four games. Well, that's the way it should be. I mean, now that Cooper's here, that's going to probably change. But, yeah, he's coming on. He's coming on. He seems more confident. And Cooper, for a new guy, has had 111 of 128 snaps in two games. The way it should be. Yeah. 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 Well, they, they, they clearly – they misevaluated the whole thing. You know, I, I, I think the misevaluation started with their – they believed that they could run the ball no matter what. No, and then, you know, the, the injury or the illness to the center robbed them of that opportunity. The regression of the right tackle robbed them of that, you know. And they played some good opponents. I think Mickey's been very adamant about that, pointing it out. I think that you have, you know, played against some good defenses that have limited what you can do. But they, you know, they're trying to they're they're trying to make it right. And I think through two games, I think we would all say that the, at least with Amari Cooper, you know, in the game, it, it gives them a chance. I mean, third downs of you know, at least now it's not just so much a, okay, we'll get. I mean, they're, they're actually converting that, that third and fifteen call. That oh, was a great call. You got Michael Gallup in the game, and you're throwing it to the short side of the field, and it shouldn't work, but it did work, and. You know, those are the types of plays you need to have. I mean, you can't go out there and convert a bunch of third and 15s, but at least with this team, you feel like they got a chance. Felt like early in the season, if they were if third, they were third 10 or more. They were dead. Yeah. They were dead. I thought and, they were going to call a screen pass. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was kind of the answer. It was like, okay, we just got a sack. It's third and 18. Let's throw the screen. We'll get eight yards and we'll punt. Punt. And then now you have, the now you back. have the capability of, of getting the ball in some playmakers' hands. You have the, you know, get the ball in Gallup's hands. Get the ball in Amari Cooper's hands. You know, Alan Hearns, I, you know, God bless him. I, I said it yesterday. He could have he could have just, you know, sulked and said, okay, you know, I'm not going to play anymore. I'm just going to keep my getting my check every Tuesday and not. But, you know, he he gets two or three plays a game and he makes the he makes good of them. He makes, you know, he he's he, he's a good route runner. He's not fast, you know, he's not quick, but he's reliable. And I think that's really the most important thing. This quarterback needs reliable players. And it looks like to me he's got some reliable players 
uh, now now at wide receiver with the way this thing has been pared down. I think I think Steven said it best yesterday when he said they were really suffocating the line of scrimmage on us before yeah. Cooper got yeah. here. And yeah, he's, and he's right. Yeah, yeah. And and I think you saw a, a huge difference, not only in his play, but how it's affected everything else. It's not often that so far you've watched Cooper and he doesn't win on his route. I mean, he is open a lot, and that makes a big difference because it's not only for him; it's what defenses have to do to maybe account for that. And all of a sudden, guys have opportunities that maybe they didn't have early in the season. Well, I think I said it yesterday, but if he's going downfield on that nine route and it's a tie. He's open because yeah. he's going to put it in that extra Boy, it's gear. It's a shame they missed him. I yeah, he that was, and that's what happened on right. that one. The ball right. got wow. up in the air, and mm. then all of a sudden he pulled away from yeah. the guy. That's that's a shame. That because you know you can't you know, see. There's there's so much talk about this quarterback's inaccuracy, and he can't do this and can't do it. You know, you hit a few of those plays. People are like going, "Well, no, he threw a good deep ball the other day. He threw." You know, that pass he threw to Hearns was a, was right before the end of the half was a good pass. The pass he threw to Beasley to get 18 yards after the screen was a good pass. You know, this guy's capable, but when he misses those open routes, then that's when you start to say, you know, and, and, and we all kind of collectively jump on him about, oh, he's not doing this and not doing that. If he hits just a few more of those, I think people would kind of say, okay, I see it now. I get what's going on here. So, yeah, I just yeah. – I just I'd like to see him hit a few more of those, especially with the way that guy can get open. I mean, we see it; he just separates. He's just a different player out there. But I think he's got to get used to that because I think in the quarterback, his mind, it, yeah, in his mind was if I underthrow this, this is going to be bad. Yeah. So let me get it out there. Oh, you would rather much rather him overthrow and a ball overthrow than, than, than and, and hope like hell that Gallup and and Cooper and those guys can run those down. But man, I mean it, that open. You know, I mean, Douglas, the, the Douglas, the cornerback was waving his arms like incomplete and like, bro, you were burned so badly. I know. Why are you celebrating? Why are you that? celebrating? Yeah. You ought to be like palms up to the heavens. That was relief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that was yeah. scared reaction is what that was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking back through the play by play of Sunday night's game. And Brian, you were big hitting on the fact that they didn't uh, take advantage of their opportunities in the first Boy, half. They could, I thought and, they could have that, crushed these guys. Exa- yeah. Exactly. And yeah. I agree with that. However, when you look at the second half of that game, and especially when you put it in the context of what happened the week before with this team against right. Tennessee, where in the third quarter, Tennessee took control of that game and Dallas basically whimpered and went home, you right, know? Right. And when you look at the third quarter of this game, Dallas had a three and out to start the third quarter. Eagles come down, they kick a field goal. They had a 13-3 lead. Okay, Eagles kick a field goal on their first drive. Now it's 13-6. Then you have a missed field goal after the long Zeke runs. Right. All right, so there's some more unforced adversity. Right. Okay, Eagles come down. They put together a 68-yard drive and tie the game up at 13. So now with two minutes left in the third quarter, this game is getting away from you. Right. Okay. And what do they do at that point? They use Zeke on seven of nine plays on a touchdown drive of 75 yards and take control of the game again at 20 to 13. I mean, there there was a couple of passes to Zeke, including the – it started with a pass to Zeke. It ended with a pass to Zeke. And there were five Zeke runs in the middle of that uh, nine-play drive. And – that's what they had not done in the second half of games previously that they lost. Is this where we're seeing the influence of Mark Colombo a little bit? 
as a, as a line coach. You know, maybe at you know the, the Tennessee game, you kind of you're thinking, okay, this is new, you know, new opportunity for him. But you know, now now the second weekend is is this where we're seeing a little bit more toughness and physical, a little bit aggressive, physicality, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dak, Dak, and Zeke after the game mentioned the offensive line coach. Yeah, and I don't know if I've ever heard that before you you say oh the offensive line right. picked it up right but they they specifically mentioned colombo as as there was a difference out there so and oh by the way after the cowboys take that 20 to 13 lead the eagles come back down again yes. and score in yeah. a 74 yard seven play drive so they scored on their first three possessions of the second half so now you're tied up again, and now you got to do it again, and they did it again to right. take the lead. Mm-hmm. And then you had finally had the drive where Vander Esch and Heath made the plays at critical on third and fourth down. Yeah, they needed the a game. couple of plays, right. and they exactly. sure got them. They right. sure got them right there. And they, that last one was throwing the football. Right. That yeah. last touchdown drive, right? Well, the, well, they had – you're talking Dallas's drive. Yes. Yeah. yes. Well, they started throwing the football, and then they ended it with Zeke. Of course, they got down on the goal line, and then they handed it to Zeke, which is in contrast to what the offensive coordinator has done at times in the past when you got first and goal at the two-yard line, Seattle last year, and you don't hand it to Zeke. Wasn't there <laughs> earlier in the game, too, he he didn't get it down there close? Am I, am I wrong about Who's that? that? Zeke. He didn't touch the ball around. Well, Dak had a quarterback sneak on when they got down at the end of the half. Yeah, but. what am I thinking of? I'll think about it. Sorry, might have been the touchdown last week to. I was the just previous whole, week. I was hopeful that they would just keep handing to the Zeke, and and if he was getting stopped but getting closer, I was okay with that because I kept I kept seeing the clock run. You know, I was like, okay, keep running, keep running, keep running, keep running, and you know, I was trying to I. I started to realize the condition of my defense wasn't very good, but they made they ended up making a stop. But yeah, I, I was worried at the end of that football game. I, I didn't want to send uh, I didn't want to send those guys back out there with a lot of time, you know, to have to deal with there. I'm, it, I'm sorry, I was thinking of the after the Zeke hurdle play, they get down to the eight, right, and Zeke doesn't touch it again, right, and they wind up kicking a field goal. Dak plus four, Dak plus zero sack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, because they were trying to throw it, he might have, you know, he might have needed a breath breather too. I'm but. tired of that breather stuff, too, by the way. Okay. He doesn't need a breather. Okay. <laughs> but, no, right after the run, it, it's, it, the play was hardly over, and, and you, they're, they're sending Smith in. Is that uh, – okay, I'm just talking about the eye test, guys. Is, is he in good condition? Am I asking a question that's at this in week 10 that, that I shouldn't be asking? Or, is you know, does he, is he, does he look like he's physically – He didn't tap out. Yeah, I saw it on the on the I saw it in the replay, and they had Smith coming in right, right away before they even got close to the huddle. Yeah, a lot of fans were asking about that on Twitter during the game. Burst. There, there was a burst. Quickness. I mean, he did hurdle that guy. That was pretty impressive. Uh, the the thirty he, that wasn't even his longest run. He had the thirty five yard run, which. I thought he was going to take it to the house, and he didn't quite do it. I couldn't um, tell. They had the end zone camera. And, oh, yeah. once again. God, what was uh, up with that? Yeah, you were still upset so with that. What do you oh, think of that? I was screaming. In the, in, yeah, I go, stop. In the same and way. Ta- and Taylor, then I get Taylor's like, Brian, shut up. I was the, screaming it, and they were trying to tell me it's the video game look. And I, right. I don't like the vi- – I mean, I don't mind watching games and stuff, end zone stuff. Yeah. But I didn't like – After I don't the play, not yeah, live action. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you lose perspective yeah. on where he is on the field running. Yeah. And, 
And of course, I tweet something out yeah. about it a couple of times, and 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 you got killed. I bet. No, no. Oh, uh, people agreed. No, with you. no. I. It was a ninety-nine to one agreeing with me, and then the one guy is, "Oh no, you can watch it much better that way." Well, yeah, I got no problem on coaches' film. Yeah, I love watching the end yeah, zone angle right. on a replay. Yeah, but not live action. Yeah. It's a it's a promotional gimmick that NBC's doing on Sunday Night Football, right. and it's ridiculous. With Zeke, I mean, it's hard to argue with the way he played in the game. I mean, he was he was fantastic. Um, that's maybe his best game of the season, other than the Detroit game. He did have that stuff, the knee and the ankle, midseason. He's not on the injury report any anymore. Well, he so, lines up and plays. So there's yeah, no question. I mean, you think something might be still bothering him a little bit? I, I don't know, and I and I'd like <laughs> to find out because there's there's a couple of runs there that I thought he man that, that Zeke's going to finish this thing. The, the thirty five yarder. Yeah, that he had? I mean, I'm thinking, man, he turns the corner and he goes, and generally nobody catches him, you know. And we saw it on the screen the other day that he had a good run, you know, he finished a run there and. I just kind of was. I was thinking once he gets in the open field, I've always believed that he has a chance to finish the run. You know, what I mean, and I and and then there was a couple of times there where I'm like, oh, you know, and, and hey, he lost his balance when he jumped over the guy. That was unfortunate, you know, because I thought he was going to finish that run. But the one on the sideline, he ran out of space, right? He was trying to turn the corner, and he and he got, and then all of a sudden he started veering out of bounds, and he, that's when they they caused a fumble. Matter of fact, Jenkins poked yeah, well, yeah, the ball right. out of that's his right. hand. Behind. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. So they cu- they gave him a fumble on that play, but he, you know, man, I just, I don't know. I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to figure out because I'm, I'm, I, I just every time I've ever seen him get in space, I've seen him just run away from people, and I, I wonder if, like you said, Rob, is it the, is it, is it physical, or is there something else going on here? You know. Yeah. Maybe I'm making too much out no, of something. No, I. But- I he ran I, for I, 151 yeah, yards. Yeah, I know. I know. He absolutely did, Mickey. But he probably could have had 250 yards. Well, the bar is pretty high for him. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, could he could he have done a little bit more? Yeah, because he had another 36 in the passing game, so he wound up with 187. Yeah, and it reminded me of Halloween 25 years ago in Emmett Smith when he ran for 237 yards against the Eagles. And he did not have any catches that I looked it up. And so he was on a pace to do that. Had they given him the football in the last drive of the game, by the way, I mean, the last possession. Yeah. With getting the ball back with a minute nine left. Mm. Well, they, get, well, they, they gave got it face masked. Yeah. He, he right. got, they did he, get face yeah, masked, yeah, but yeah. I do not it, agree there with a flag? that play call. No, there was not a flag. It was uh, running outside. What you're what you're risking there is a holding call that's going to set you back ten yards, and you have no Detroit. chance of getting a first Detroit. down. Exactly, I Detroit. Detroit. That's yeah. exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And then it was a pass to Beasley, and then you know Dak, whatever you know. But if you just run Zeke between the tackles, try to get the first down and end the game. Yeah. Which but if you're running sideways. We said that on the sideline, like they've got their timeouts, but can they stop them? Stop Zeke from getting a first down and right. basically if you nullifying get a first that. down, then yeah. you're, the game's over. Yeah, yeah, well, the officials clearly helped. If you go back and watch the play, Zeke gets face masks. John Perry and his crew just don't call it. Right. And, you know, that's okay. Now that's a 15 yard penalty forward. And then that's a, now they're having to deal with a, a new set of downs, a right. fresh set of and downs. And they're not going to be, and able. they're not going to get the ball back. Right. So, yeah. And, 
That's the the way it is. I mean, these games, you know. But how many penalties did the Eagles get called for? We well, Mickey, go. we know the question. <laughs> <laughs> I just know. thought I'd bring that up. No, we know the answer to that. Uh, I guess we're taking breaks here on this uh, abbreviated edition of Talking Cowboys, and we will continue in just a moment and uh, take a look around the league as well when we come back. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are a American made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talking Cowboys. Tommy John gives you that feeling of freedom where it counts with a contour pouch that nestles the boys. With over 3 million pairs sold, we've put in the hustle to make sure you're nestled. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Very good, Rob. Mickey wants me to read this. Hmm. Ever dreamed of becoming a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader? Now <laughs> every your day. chance. Prep classes taught by master instructors Brian and DCC group leaders will introduce you to the choreography and techniques taught to the Dallas Cowboys cheerleader squad. Sign up for a prep class now at DallasCowboys.com slash cheerleaders. And if you get close enough to making the team, you get media training too. And you also get Mickey yeah. judging whether you make the team. That's or not, right. Right. That's, something's you off. You get about to that. meet Mickey Spagnola. That right there would turn me off. <laughs> <laughs> Despite that, still try out for how the Dallas you, Cowboys cheerleaders. How long have you been doing that? Judging? Yeah. I don't know. It's been long enough not Come to on, remember. You know. how, it's been long enough to remember how not how long. What year? No, I have no idea. Nineteen ninety three. What year? Just go ahead and say it. It might have been ten years. Just ten years. Just ten years. Yeah, since I when I started uh, going on the trips to do the show. Hmm. How were those trips? Hmm. Uh, long and tiring. 
You know what time early. when they start in the morning? No, I don't. I've like never been on five o'clock. I've really? done. I've done three of them, and it's not the worst thing in the world. He's underselling <laughs> it. It's fine. You're in paradise for a week. It's okay. I just said it was long and tiring. I, I didn't just, say those didn't were say negative ad- adjectives. <laughs> oh, okay. It's wonderful, Bill. So, <laughs> what work are you doing there? You're watching the photo shoots. <laughs> You're and, watching cheerleaders' photo shoots. And you got to do interviews. Yeah. Oh, you have to. You got, you? Yeah. got to. Yeah. <laughs> So well, how would you do a show without interviews? Well, so, yeah. is that an antique swimsuit? Uh, <laughs> is it one of your favorites? Or? And that's and that's see, and that's the hard part. Ask Rob because you can do it that way, and it's the most boring thing in the world. Right. But if you're on top of your game, you find something out interesting about the ladies that is more than just putting a bathing suit on. Mickey, remember when I asked okay. the cheerleader those those two girls? I asked them if they've ever cheered mad. Cheered mad, yeah. Did you ask yeah. him that? Yeah, because he covers the team, Mad. <laughs> yeah, see? yeah. Mickey and I, Mickey and I, had, were doing interviews with the cheerleaders. We were doing media the, training. Media training. Yeah. Matter of fact, it was like six hours of work. Mickey and I were doing it. We, I think we were on for thirty seconds. That CMT thing. So we didn't do it for the fame. Oh, that's no, right. But I got that's a boot. Right. I got a signed cheerleader boot out of the deal. It's one of the most interesting things. I've got I've, two of them yeah. right now. Yeah. So you got a pair. And so where do you have this? The your boot. office, your boots, <laughs> in my closet. Yeah. I haven't oh. figured out a spot to put yeah. it yet. Put them in the office. <laughs> but anyway, no. I asked a cheerleader. I go, "Do you ever cheer mad? You know, like you know, you, do you ever get like fired up to where you know?" And she's like, "The one girl goes, no. You know, you got to smile and you got to be." And I'm like, "But you never like you know, it's like it's the Eagles. And you never you know, you're never cheering like you know." And she's like, "No, no, not really. You know." And so <laughs> you asked Mickey, the wrong person. You remember who cheered mad? Who cheered mad? Sunny. That's what I'm saying. See, she Sonny, was the yeah. biggest cowboy fan oh, yeah, ever growing up. Yeah, yeah. And then she would like she would tell us, Yeah, I gotta have that forced smile when yeah. things are uh, going yeah. well. <laughs> and, that, right. and 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 know this too. She still she's got three kids now, two kids. They still have the cuss cup when they watch the game. Oh. Like when you cuss put, that's good. Yeah, put, put money, put money put in money. a yeah. bucket. Yeah. The kids do? Yeah. No. Yeah, but no. I say. <laughs> yeah, the kids. I didn't know where she's that was. Training going. them well, Bill. <laughs> All right, let's go to Dave in California. You're up on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Dave. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Great. It was a fun game, wasn't it? It was. Uh, been watching tape on Atlanta, and I, I don't know if you guys have done that yet, but gosh, we don't match up well. They're so strong on both sides of the line, and their skill players are good, but they just don't tackle well, and the receivers are dropping balls, and it keeps the other teams in the game. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. I just don't think we can go down there and overcome a turnover or a bad special teams play. We don't have the talent. We don't match up well enough to overcome that down there. Um, I also watched Washington since their offensive line got beat up, and they're not the same team. They're struggling. The quarterback isn't comfortable back there, and I don't think that's the team we're in a race with. I think we're going to be in a race with Philly to win this division. I'd um, like to hear your thoughts on that. And you guys are talking about Sunday morning reporting and uh, how much pressure they're under to get in a story. Gosh, don't justify that. We don't need lazy reporting uh, the way this nation's going right now. Let's hold them accountable, too. All right, guys, thanks. All right, thank you, Dave. Last part was the best thing you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atlanta, of course, Atlanta had injury issues on defense uh, yeah. the early part of the season. Yep. They have gotten the linebacker back, haven't they? Or I haven't watched close. their defense. I've watched okay. their offense. I've started on their offense. and I've actually Deion watched, Jones? 
Yeah, I've, I've, that he's really a good player. And I, I've, I have a better feel for what they're doing offensively. He's right about them dropping some footballs. They're going to get a lot of guys involved, though. I, I, you know, when you talk about Jones and Sanu, Ridley, of course. I mean, they, they threw a ball at this kid, uh, Hall, number 17. And Marvin he, Hall. Yeah, uh, and he dropped it. So, yeah, they, they've got uh, – Offensive, Tight end, Hooper. Yeah, off, yeah the, the Hooper's a big player for them. Play, you know, play 12 personnel stuff. Matt Ryan throwing the ball a lot on the move. You know, I mean, by design, not him having to move around a bunch. But they, they're a big play-action team. Uh, you're going to have to be ready for a lot of fakes. Uh, that way, you're going to have to be ready for guys that, uh, uh, you know, a lot of boots, waggles, nakeds, things like that. That's kind of what their offense is. Tevin Coleman is, uh, is a kind of an all-around back. His ability to catch, to run, I think is really good. And then they're using Ito Smith uh, as well. And Ito Smith is a guy they'll throw the football to. So just my first little indication, I'm watching the Washington game. I just started. As a matter of fact, I, don't, I just got done with the Cleveland game. So we'll see some more. But it looks like things are, are pretty much intact uh, for them uh, offensively when it comes to the line and stuff like that. I, I, I do – I do think you're going to have to deal with a lot of receivers. And, you know, like you say, if they continue to drop the football, well, then that'll help you uh, in that regard. He's right about Washington. I know that that's the next game after Atlanta. But uh, their injuries up front have affected them. And, and they, you know, they had something to do with it, but they were fortunate that Tampa Bay gave the ball away as much as they did in that game with 500-plus yards of total offense, whatever the Bucks had in that game. How do you have 500 yards with three points? Three points. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crazy. I, has that ever happened? I wonder. Or at least not in a, in a long time. Now, what happened to Atlanta and Cleveland? Baker Mayfield happened. Yeah. He felt dangerous. He woke up that mm-hmm. morning just feeling dangerous. That's so their said. defense didn't play very well? The Atlantis? Yeah. I didn't see the yeah. – I, I haven't watched Atlanta's no. defense okay. yet, so I can't tell you. I didn't watch the game. I know their offense, though, that uh, uh, Cleveland did a pretty good job of, of hanging in there with them, you know. Didn't allow them to, to – uh, but you know, the caller's right. I mean, the drops are something. You would not think that, you know, Atlanta, the way they are with the receivers, that they would drop the ball as much as they have. But they, it, it, it's clear. I mean, they have guys that are open. I mean, wide open. They're dropping the football. So that's, that's if hopefully that trend will uh, carry on for, for them in this week. Nick Chubb for Cleveland ran for 176 yards yeah. on 20 carries and a touchdown. He also had three catches, 33 yards and a touchdown. Mayfield was 17 out of 20 for 216 yards, this, so 10 this yards is, per attempt. I know coming touchdowns. into this game that they've had six straight games where they've given up three touchdown passes in the game. I think that's I think that's Atlanta. The, yeah, Atlanta has. I think they're on a bad run that way. But they 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 yeah, they've clearly struck. I'm looking forward to seeing you know what happened, you know what's happening with them as far as uh, their defensive front and all that Vic Beasley and and those guys, uh, you know, Grady Jarrett. I mean, those are a couple pretty good players. I, I wonder if they really if their if their play has fallen off that that much so we'll see and we'll uh as long as adrian claiborne's not there he's he's not not there he's on the pats yep new england patriot now you know um when you look at where the cowboys were last year going to atlanta and that was part of the series of three straight games where the season got away from the cowboys last year there was a horrible stretch of three games of course zeke just started his suspension 
Cowboys were five and three going into that. Heck stretch. of a game they beat Kansas City right, in a pretty exactly. complete game going that way. And had so. a couple of uh you know, they had San Francisco and Washington prior to the Kansas City, but Kansas City right. which was big win. Yeah. Man, yeah. a quality win. Yeah. Right. And then Zeke gets suspended and um Tyron Smith goes down. Yep. And Sean Lee goes down. So now you're at a point that going in this year to Atlanta, virtually the same part of the season. You're going in at four and five, and you have an opportunity to do the opposite of what happened last year. I mean, you're coming off a big win against Philadelphia, just like you're coming off a big win against Kansas City last year. And now let's see what they can do. They go yeah. There. No, I, I'm, I'm interested because, you know, if, if Cleveland was able to run the ball as successfully as they were, I think as a Cowboy fan, and again, I'm looking forward to seeing that game. I think you have to be excited about that. But if they're giving up stuff in the past and, you know, and, 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 you know, and Marcus Trufant and Robert Alford, Alford and those guys aren't covering very well, I'll take my chances with, with, uh, Amari Cooper and you know those guys throwing the ball and mm-hmm. and and see and see how it plays out. You know if you could get some good balance. Evidently, you know Cleveland beat him with some pretty good balance. I know offensively, you know uh, with that with the run pass ratio and the stuff that they were. I mean, you know, seventeen of twenty is what you said for yep. Baker Mayfield. Yep, for two hundred and sixteen yeah. yards. Yeah. That's ten yards in a attempt. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. So we'll see. And they. they you know, Atlanta is uh, – but they're a team like you. They're very desperate. You know, they're 4-5-2, and five, two, and they're trying to figure out, you know, I mean, if they how, how what direction you – know, I don't know if there's – I mean, I don't know if they can catch Carolina. Well, are they two games behind them? Two games behind Carolina right now. So – and I think they played them already one time. Am I right about that? I believe um, you're right. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, that that's uh, – that, you know, let's see if they can make that ground up. But they're, but they're very similar to the Cowboys as far as – They've had some struggles. It looks like their struggles appear to be more on defense than the Cowboys' struggles have been on offense. So we'll see. You know, I'd be interested to see uh, how they play the defense because I think the Cowboys were expecting Philadelphia, and they did it, I thought, quite a bit, single safety high type stuff. Yeah. And then towards as it moved along, they started putting that other safety back there. Well, they got banged up. They couldn't. They didn't have enough guys because to they cover. had all their corners. So all I their guess corners. they got conservative yeah. and yeah. say, "Okay, they let's had to play give zone. these guys help." They had to play zone, but yeah. they were playing a lot of single safety high. And when yeah. you're lining up, and you know, you can see it faster when you're there than on television. And it's like, "Oh, Cooper's in single coverage yeah. here. Let's yeah. go." You yeah. know, you can almost call it. Yeah, um, I'll be interested to see what Atlanta does. What do you think? Do we take a break? Oh, how long are we going to go on this edition of Talking Cowboys? You want to take it to, to the top of the 11.15 or something like that? Okay, yes. we'll take it to 11.15. So we'll take a break here, and we will come back with more of Talking Cowboys in just a moment. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Hi. Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. 
Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been tailgating with the OtterBox boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use, and I bet Amari Cooper is already using. Jack Black is the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Get your Jack Black Playmaker for JB Phase plus a full size lip balm for just 10 bucks, and that's free shipping, by the way, at getjackblack.com. Use the code Cowboys. Why Amari Cooper? Yeah, why, else? why did he's you... new. He, see, he didn't know about Jack Black. Ah. Stay with me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mine like a steel trap over there. That's right. The I, I wondered the same thing. I know he's trying to personalize it, <laughs> and, but I didn't understand why Amari Cooper. Okay, very good. Seemed pretty natural to me if it came into my little brain. <laughs> <laughs> Big 12 Championship returns to AT&T Stadium on December 1st. Be there when the top two football teams in the Big 12 Conference face off for the second straight week, Oklahoma versus West Virginia, <laughs> to become the conference champion. Get your tickets now at SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Actually, Texas has a real good shot. Yeah, uh, being in that game. Who's Oklahoma got they left? Got, they got Kansas, and then West, they play at West Virginia. Okay, and that is a likely loss for the Sooners. Okay, so that means so if that, Texas, so if Texas wins, wins out, out, then but, Texas would be playing West Virginia in right. the championship game. But they have a bye going into that game. Who does? Oklahoma. No, they don't. They play West Virginia. They play West Virginia. No, I said into the West Virginia game. Okay, oh, oh, got since they play Kansas. That's a that's Mizzou talk there. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, that, stay with that, me. That, Come on. <laughs> We're in te- overtime right now. Tell you now. what, the, the Texas has an issue. <laughs> Texas has an issue this week because Iowa State comes to Austin, and Iowa State's got a good football team. Yeah, they can and getting better. Yes, they are as the season. There's a college coach here. that might be a pro coach. Yeah, Matt Campbell, Matt Campbell and, and Iowa State. By the way, has an opportunity. They could actually. Where did he come in. from? He Toledo. Was Toledo. Yeah, yeah Bowling okay. Green, Toledo, everywhere he's been, he's won. That Paid Toledo his, pipeline. Paid his dues. He yep. did pay his dues. That's right. 
Um, all right. Cowboys-Falcons last year. I was just looking at uh, oh, no. the stats from last year's game. Oh, and eight, basically, besides eight sacks, who was right? playing in the game for the Cowboys? Of course, Zeke was out. Alfred Morris was your primary, primary running, runner, yeah. running back. Darren McFadden got a carry in the game. And Rod Smith got three carries in the game. Morris was 11 for 53 yards. Your receivers, you had Witten, seven for 59. Dez, four for 39. Rod Smith, Cole Beasley, Bryce Butler, one for 30, and Terrence Williams, one for nine. So there were a lot of – and Keith Smith also had a catch. So there were a lot of your weapons that are no longer on the team or on injured reserve right now. No catches by Noah Brown? Nothing by Noah Brown. No penalties for Noah Brown either. And um, So anyway, it's a different Cowboy team going in there this year than what it was last year. Yeah. I think you have to, you know, after what you guys said, and I'm looking and looking forward to watching the Cleveland game. You know, the best way to to help Dak Prescott is just to run the football. If, if they're if they're if they have an inability, if all of a sudden you see a trend of them not being able to stop the run, you know, mm-hmm. if Cleveland just loaded up and said you're not good enough to stop us and other teams, I need to go back and watch like Pittsburgh. I think they played Pittsburgh in the in Carolina. I said you said they they I guess when the break you were saying that the only one of the first wins they had was Carolina. I'm interested to see these teams that ran the ball or can run the ball, and were they able to run the ball? Mm-hmm. Because if that's the case, you know that's a huge, huge advantage for the Cowboys right there. Now I know they fell behind going into the fourth quarter last year. And had to did throw. they did they run the ball, Alfred Morris? I have no idea. Well, don't you have it? He right ran. There? He ran pretty he, well. Eleven for fifty-three. Yeah, I think it started. I, know, off, I think it started quarter, off pretty well for him, and then all of a sudden they had to start throwing the ball. Yeah. I want to say five yards of carry. Yeah, I want to say that game was such a infamous game. I want to say it was like ten-seven at halftime. It was. They were no, hanging in there, and defensively in that three-game stretch that they lost badly, starting with that game, it was the second half they just broke down and couldn't couldn't get off the field. No, Sean Lee. I think he went out in the first quarter of that Atlanta game. Mm-hmm. Once again, Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith's a different player than he was last year by far. And Leighton Vander Esch is a big time young player on this team. He is he's playing not like a rookie. Uh the way he played, it's not not perfect, but uh they don't miss Sean as much as they did last season. So I think going into this matchup, because this is they're gonna be challenged in the secondary. This is a really good core, not just Julio Jones. Uh, but I, I think they definitely feel better about their linebacking core now than they did this time. If a year you, ago. if if you, would you? I mean, they won't do it, but would you guys travel Byron Jones with Julio Jones in this game? Now we've seen the last. I mean, I mean, the, uh, Julio Jones had a really had a great game here at AT and T one time. Where I mean, he just and that, but that was Brandon Whedon playing quarterback. Dallas got a big lead and then kind of evaporated. What they do last year? With Julio, I can't remember. I don't think they traveled with him. They don't really do that. Yeah, in they the don't past. travel. But yeah. I mean, this this might be one of those games where you say, okay, you know what? I'm just going to try and take him out of the game if I can with Byron Jones. That would be your best option, wouldn't it? But you know who really hurt him last year was that Hooper guy, the tight end. We had never heard a Hooper, and all yeah. of a sudden he's and they have to and Steve Sarkissian has to be excited after seeing Zach Ertz get 14 catches the other day. Hooley had six for yeah. 57. Yeah. So I was trying to see. They only had one sack of Ryan, and he threw the ball 30 times. Although the, I was trying to see what his deal was, and they got a misprint. And here they got Roethlisberger. Yeah. Oh, well. Hmm. Yeah. 
By the way, oops, uh, <laughs> point just kind of trails <laughs> off. By the way, I wasn't trying to throw anybody under the bus. But and talking Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> Nick Chubb had the big game last week, but right. the week before, Adrian Peterson only had 17 yards on nine carries against them. See, so. yeah, yeah, there you go. So who knows? You like know. the way Chubb played in the game. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing if it, did they just overpower him, and, and it might be to the point of what you guys are talking about that Washington's offensive line is not clearly running game. Moses is not getting it done anymore, you know? So we'll see. Yeah. I, I just, I, I think that, I think your plan, I think the, uh, you know, you find, find the trend here is, are they having certain problems, you know, with certain fronts? I mean, are they having with certain schemes. I mean, is it edge rush, inside rush, people trapping them, people toss sweeping them. What are, what are you doing to these guys? So I think that's where you got to kind of find, you know, give me those two, three, four plays that you can run that are running plays that you can kind of hang your hat on. What, you know, was, uh, was uh, you know, Cleveland, what was their plan of attack? I'm, I'm interested to see that. I really, really am. Now, the other thing you look at Atlanta, and it's like this with virtually every team in the league. They, you've got several close losses. They lost in overtime to the Saints, 43-37 in a shootout. Never got the ball back in they, that one. They lost to Cincinnati, 37-36. Joe Mixon, by the way, did not play for Cincinnati in that game. And so you change those two games, and they're looking at a 6-3 and three team instead of a 4-5 and five team. Yeah, don't lose to Houston, yeah. Washington. You're looking at a exactly, different thing here, right, too. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can do that with about every team yeah. in the league. You know, one thing we haven't had an opportunity to talk about on Talking Cowboys that happened after our show on Friday. Des Bryant goes down for the season, lost for the season with the uh, torn Achilles. You hate to see that for Des. Yeah, you know, and, and we were we kind of talked about that it would be a great fit for him to go to New Orleans, that they could use him like they did Marcus Colston. And I think clearly that was going to be the plan. They were going to, you know, have a few things for him to do, work the middle of the field, Big body guy, you know, makes some good plays uh, in in the, in the middle of the field. That's that's what he's very comfortable doing. But uh, you know, these these injuries and stuff. I mean, it's you know that that type of injury. I was worried about him and the hamstring because that had got him before. You know, I was worried, and then all of a sudden you get the news of Achilles. You're going, okay, well that's that's pretty much you know game that, over right there that is a great example of why you have training camp and why you have when when a guy comes we don't know and the saints didn't know how yeah. much work des had actually done mm-hmm. okay des may think he's done enough work to be ready to go right into a practice and i, did, I don't know exactly how it happened in practice but i assume he, they put him right into full speed drills and well, right. supposed to the last play of practice was or near it? the end of Gosh. practice but, yeah. but regardless yeah. that is yeah. what you know the cowboys get a new player and they will and, and other teams will do the same thing you don't throw them right in and and you have to there's value except in, if you're amari cooper <laughs> yeah, but, but no, 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 the difference is he's been, he's been with a team. No, I'm talking, I, I, I'm yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. when when a player has not been in training camp, has not been in the offseason program, has not been with a team throughout the season, he's starting over. And basically the Saints needed to go into that with the idea that he needs three weeks of training camp before he can play yeah. in a game, yeah. you know? And well, he was, him, he was probably not going to play against Cincinnati. Play. Right. Cincinnati. Right. But and then the, you got the Eagles coming up, you know, the next week. Maybe, the other thing yeah. is Dez is not, has not been known, and my people tell me that he's not been known as a weight room guy. Sure. And so um, – Yeah, uh, that's the first thing I thought of was he, the time he'd missed and then you have that kind of injury. 
it can happen to anybody. I mean, it's um, it can happen at any time, especially if you, as you get older. I, I just hope he's able to resume his career somewhere. Um, he's he'll be 31 next year, I think. Right. And that's a tough injury. I mean, that's probably a year long recovery process, and then you're you're kind of starting from scratch again. So I hope I hope he doesn't go out like this, and he's able to make a full recovery and and resume his career. Did next the injury year with happen on Friday or Thursday? It was Friday. Friday. So that's not even a hard practice. Well, we don't know how we don't, they, we don't, we don't know, know how they yeah, practice. Yeah, but I'm sure he's not wearing them out on Friday. Well, and he may have been doing stuff on his it own. It might have just been fatigue, like legs get fatigued, your yeah. foot gets fatigued. Right. and Right. Yeah, that's a tough one to come back at that age. Yep. Um, so anyway, and, and by the way, and Sean Payton says he's he wants to give him an opportunity with the Saints next year. He said so, that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So... But you hate to see that for Des. Um, now, I guess the one good thing is he does. He does. It, it was a not a lot of money. His base was six hundred thousand, sure. but sure. he does have that coming. It looked yeah. like it was worked out perfect for him. You know, right. He's and he patient. was going to be back on the market in March and be able to get big money. And now he's not going to be able to get that. It's tough. It's going to be an incentive laden deal if he if he decides to even continue playing. We don't know where. Yeah, he is. I. This this is just gonna be my gut right now, since we get paid to do this. I think that Des Bryant is done. Mm-hmm. I think he's done. I think that Des Bryant, just you you know you. It's a very difficult injury, like you guys were talking about. He's an older guy. He makes a living with his feet, his legs, and stuff like that. I mean, a younger guy. Yeah, you rehab, you try and get back. You want, but Des Bryant's had a remarkable career, and 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 he's also got. You know, from hearing from people, he's got other interests outside of football now. You know, he's seeing things, some business opportunities. I'm not just talking about opening a bar or getting taken all your money, getting taken in a restaurant business or some garbage like that. I'm talking about real legitimate businesses and stuff like that that he's got ideas for. So I think that we've seen the last of Des Bryant. I really, really do. I just think it's going to be very difficult for him to to, to come back to fully uh, commit himself to – a rehabbing think about think, think about the rehabbing he had to do here yeah. you know i always heard whispers about des as well if he would just do this if he would just do this we just you know des is one of those guys just let me go play let me just show up and play you know and so this is going to be one of those things where once it's repaired and all that and him having to i just don't just don't see him being as diligent doing what he needs to do uh, to, to come back. It just comes down to I hope me. he proves me wrong, yeah. but that's just me. Me too. It just comes down to his own motivation. Does yeah. he really want to go out like this? Yeah. You know, and maybe yeah. that spurs him on to make a comeback. We'll, we'll find well, out. The, the thing that he could take away from this is, in my opinion, the best team in the league gave him a job. That's where he can he, – it's, like, it's not like the Raiders offered him a job. You know, he, he got a job. I mean, the best team in the National Football League, in my opinion – Gave him an opportunity to come to work. And he could take that and say, you know what? That's good. In my mind, you know what? Somebody wanted me. But also there's a side of him that I believe that he loves this Dallas Cowboy team so much that the fact that he, you know, he didn't really get a shot with the mm-hmm. Saints, probably is in his heart probably saying, you know what? I'm still, I'll always be a Cowboy. I didn't have to put on a Saint, you know. It sounds crazy, but it's... It would have been weird to see him in that Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he, he, he's he got a lot of things that, you know, I mean, he, he waited, the right opportunity came, and, you know, maybe this is the way of saying, you know what, maybe I need to move on and do something else. 
I wonder if you're him, would you do the surgery there or would you come back and have a doctor that you were familiar with do the surgery? Oh, because you don't have to no. have their guy do it, no, right? You don't. A lot he of can guys come don't. back and yeah. have Doctor Cooper do it, Absolutely. And, and he knows Cooper, and he knows that he's had successful Achilles repairs. Go ask uh, Greg Ellis. Greg Ellis. Go ask Tyrone, Tyrone Crawford. Crawford. Go ask Barry Church. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I wonder what I wonder what he does. I just I, there's this side of me that believes that that he's at peace with himself now. Well, and you brought up too. I mean, Greg was. 30-ish when he had that, yeah. and he made he came back, I think, made a Pro Bowl. But wide receiver, different it's a position. Different, it's a different position. It's and, tough. And, it's going to be tough. Yeah, and, and, you know, pass rusher has to push off. And, you know, and, you know once once that happens to you one time, you know, you have in your, in your mind you're always going to have that. Well, thought. I asked Tyrone Crawford. Yeah. Remember when he went yeah. down in training camp oh, and thought God. he tore it again? again. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, that's not good. And it wasn't? Yeah. You know, and Kevin Smith, when he tore his, he was never Pup was quite never the, the same, same never the cornerback. Same. And Achilles and backpedaling is, is pretty important. Yeah, yeah. Think that running back's going to show up in Pittsburgh? No, I don't. Doesn't sound like it. Maybe and, you know, and everybody could say, did you have a good day? And I don't know if he necessarily has a good day. I don't know if leaving $14 million on the table, I think, is – I understand principle and fighting for your beliefs and all that, but – He's going to have to make forty-two million dollars basically next year to to make up for the money he lost this year, and that's and that's and that's tough. Hey, even even our guy out in the Great Pacific Northwest came back. You know, he he said, "Okay, you guys are you guys are making me mad here." But what did he do? He showed up and but played. My accountant's more pissed yeah. at me. Yeah, but the older you get, and especially a position he plays, where everyone say, "Well, he's a year fresher." He's going to be, but yeah, he's also a year, a year old. older, and know. they can they can keep his rights next year. Again, right. right? Twenty five million dollars, though. He's going to get the quarterback tag if that's. No, I think that's right. I think that's automatically the tag that he gets if they do it three times in a row. If I'm not mistaken, transition tag. What can what what happens there with the transit? If they use the transition tag, then he can go out to another team with an offer and they boy, can match. I, I think I'm right about that because there was, there was some talk that they were thinking that it was just going to be the trans, trans uh, transition tag. But I think if they trans, if they franchise him a third time, it, it's automatically, but and does I, the second franchise count since he didn't sign it? Oh no, it, it does. It does. It does. It doesn't yeah. count as a crude season. It doesn't yeah. count as an accrued season. I'm I'm almost positive about that. All right. I'm almost positive. I should I I shouldn't be talking. I mean, that's why I that. ask because I don't know. Yeah. I might be wrong about that. I'm sure that somebody's listening to our great program and is saying right now on Twitter that brought us your idiot. No, it doesn't count and all that. And, but I I I I thought that the, I thought that the, the they were they were thinking that it was going to be a twenty five million dollar tag is mm. what they were going to do. Well, they found a guy that runs it pretty well up there, too, to replace him. Yep, James so. Conner doing a good job. He's in concussion protocol right now. Yeah. Uh, the other little uh, item, a couple, uh, the Eagles' Ronald Darby is done for the year, a, a ACL, and the Rams lose wide receiver Cooper Cup, Cup to a torn ACL. That's big, for, the that's big for the Rams. That, that, that kid right there is a hell of a football player. If he you is. listen to the draft show, you knew a little bit about that guy that played on that red turf. He is you know, a favorite he, of the draft show. He was. He he was a favorite of the draft show, and you, you know. The, so what does that do to them? Switzer, Brian. What's, What's that? that? He got picked way before Switzer, right? Uh, third round. Yeah, I believe he was third so. round. Yeah. Switzer's fourth. Yeah, I believe Barely. so. Yeah. yeah. So 
Yeah, the Cooper Cup is a tremendous player. What does that do to the Rams? Boy, I'll tell you what, though. That's I'm trying to think of who all they've got. Was it the Sammy Watkins kind of a uh, – no, no, it's uh, no, Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds. Yeah, the and then on my guy up. from uh, New England, the Saints New England, uh, the, the wide receiver that gets traded, Cooks. Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, out there. So, we'll see. We'll still got see. Todd Gurley. Yeah, still yeah. got Todd Gurley. Absolutely. When did Reynolds get picked? It was like third, fourth third round? Third or fourth round, something yeah. like that. Rams didn't have a lot of picks. I didn't Ram- understand why yeah. he lasted so long. Yeah. He was awfully good, wasn't he? He was. A&M. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, that's why because he went to. Well, A&M. people talked about Christian Kirk there a bunch. That was kind of he was fourth round. Josh yeah. Reynolds was. Yeah, it was kind of Christian Kirk was that was the you know and, and yeah he was the guy that was really good there. Yeah, yeah, Christian Kirk. But, but Reynolds had a pretty good career with with um, what did I remember? I remember writing a story about him from the Senior Bowl, it, like yards per catch or something. He, yeah, I thought he set an A and M record or something he was like a deep that. Ball guy. For yeah, me. they just threw it down the field forty yards and he went you know, in and got it. It's a pretty high powered offense that he played in. Yep. A very Poor man's Mike Evans. At A yeah. at A and M. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. High powered. Gig'em. <laughs> All right. That does it for Talking Cowboys for this Tuesday. And uh, we'll turn our attention fully towards the Falcons as the week. Look forward to catching them here. up. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks to everybody that got our mics working. <laughs> yes. Thank Thanks, Kent. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!